Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kiwi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Many Americans are facing years in prison for committing the same apparent gun crimes as Hunter Biden. So how is it that Hunter Biden gets to walk around with no one even looking at what he's actually done? Well, it goes back to one of those sayings, right? Rules for thee, but not for me, at least if you're the Biden family. And there appears to be plain public evidence directly from Hunter Biden to suggest that clearly Hunter Biden has committed two crimes under U.S. Code 922. Number one, it is illegal under the statute for, quote, any person in connection with the acquisition or attempted acquisition of a firearm to knowingly make any false or fictitious oral or written statements. It's very clear when you buy a gun. Now, I I would consider myself to be a little bit more of an expert on this issue because I own a gun store and a gun range. And we tell people when they're buying a firearm and filling out those forms, you better get it right. This is not a joke. This is serious. Read every question because you can get in serious trouble with the federal government and you can go to jail. Now, it is also illegal for anyone, quote unquote, who is an unlawful user of or addicted to any controlled substance to receive, possess, or transport firearms or ammunition. You use drugs, you can't even transport, receive, possess ammunition, much less a gun. That's how important this rule is, a federal gun law, which, by the way, Joe Biden and all the other Democrats are obsessed with enforcing, unless your last name apparently is Joe Biden or Hunter Biden, or last name Biden in general. Now, before I continue on this, I got to tell you about our good friends over at Legacy Precious Metals. Now, before I get into more of this story, I want to say thank you and tell you about our good friends at Legacy Precious Metals. Without them, this show wouldn't be possible. And if you have not looked at gold and silver as a way to protect your hard-earned dollars against what's happening on Wall Street with inflation, it's time for you to call them and get the free investor's guide. Why? Because so many around the world are now using gold and silver, and historically they have, for decades as a protection, a hedge against inflation, which is exactly what we're dealing with right now. 
If you're terrified to look at your retirement account, your 401k statement because of what's happening on Wall Street, that's all the more reason why you should call and get the investor's guide in gold and silver. Protect your hard-earned money and diversify. Call them and get the free investor's guide from Legacy Precious Metals. 1-866-751-2218. or online at Legacy pminvestments.com. Now, Biden appears to have committed the first crime in an effort to carry out the second crime. There was an article back in 2021 where Politico report noted that in 2018, Biden responded no to a question on the transaction record of a gun purchase that asks, are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance? Question mark. Five years earlier, he had been discharged from the Navy Reserve after testing positive for cocaine. And he and family members have spoken about his history of drug use. That's their alibi for why he shouldn't be held accountable for all of the illegal activities he's been involved in. Moreover, Biden even wrote in his own memoir that he was smoking crack every 15 minutes at the time of the purchase. And there are photographs of the president's naked son wielding the gun with drugs and drug paraphernalia in the picture. Politico has also reported that the Secret Service involved itself asking the owner of the gun shop where Biden purchased his gun for the related paperwork. The owner, suspecting a cover-up, refused to give that paperwork to the Secret Service, which legally they had no right to get it from him. But Biden was never investigated for, much less charged with a crime. Others in America have not been so lucky. Earlier this year, for example, the Department of Justice issued a press release announcing, because this is how big of a deal it is when you commit crimes like this, that a man from Vermont had been charged with possessing a firearm while being a user of a controlled substance. Now, they want you to know how illegal this is. That's exactly why the Department of Justice issued a press release announcing that this man out of Vermont had been charged with possessing a firearm while being a user of a controlled substance. Quote, if convicted of the charged defense, the Vermont man could face up to 10 years in prison, reads the Department of Justice statement. Now, this dude was 26 years old at the time of his arrest. Younger, dumber, you could argue. While Biden, and now 52, was 48 years old in 2018 when all of this went down. 22-year-old Harold Solway Jr. of South Dakota Meanwhile, faces up to a, quote, lifetime in prison for being charged with the same crime in conjunction with, quote, conspiracy to distribute a controlled substance and the use of a firearm during and in retaliation to a drug trafficking crime last month. Solway is not alleged to have used a weapon at any point, by the way, and yet still faces the charge for possessing the firearm because he was under the influence or with drugs or selling drugs, drug paraphernalia, you get the point. Also in South Dakota this year, there was another 38-year-old by the name of Justin Eagle Pipe. He was indicted for the same crime as the other two I just mentioned. He faces up to 10 years in prison. So how did Hunter Biden just get to do this? have pictures of himself holding a gun with drugs and drug paraphernalia and write about it in a book because his last name is Biden. Now, if you're an average American, you're going to prison. Richard D'Angelo Norman is a 33-year-old from Augusta, Georgia. He was sentenced to 46 months in prison just last week for possessing a firearm while being a drug user. Again, the Department of Justice says this is a big deal. Such a big deal, they'll send out a press release when they charge people with these crimes. This guy last week, a 33-year-old in Augusta, Georgia, 46 months in prison. Let's go to Isaka Johnson. He's a 24-year-old from Tennessee. He was charged with and pleaded guilty 
to illegally possessing a weapon while being a drug user. This after police asked to search his house and he voluntarily consented. They found marijuana as well as a handgun. Johnson has now been sentenced to 21 months in prison for having marijuana in a home where there was a firearm. Again, didn't use the gun in a crime because that's not the point. The point is you're not allowed to have him possess a firearm and it's a federal offense and we don't screw around with this when you are a drug user. Now, it's difficult to convict someone of lying on the same paperwork. The form is a 4473 that Biden did because it is tough to marshal enough evidence to prove guilty. But others, including Marquise Young, 22, who faces five years in prison, another guy by the names of James Williams Jr., 29, who was sentenced to two years in prison, and Calvin Brady, or yeah, Brady Jr., also 25, was sentenced to 36 months, can attest to the fact that it is not a risk-free crime. So, how is it that Hunter Biden can have all of these exploits and have this amount of luck in avoiding prosecution for these types of crimes? How is it possible that President Biden, a man who comes out screaming and yelling and ranting and raving about gun crimes, can allow his son to walk around with a gun a gun control measure that his dad's pushing for right now would actually ban the gun his son had, just so you know. And how is it that he can have no tolerance for other people when it comes to gun crimes based on the legislation he's advocating for, but his son can walk around no problems? It's pretty simple. We have a president of the United States of America that has rules for thee, but not for me. Rules for you, you little minions and peons that I want to control. But my family can do whatever the hell we want. In fact, discussing what he refers to as ghost guns, homemade guns without a serial number, in April of this year, the president said that these guns are weapons of choice for many criminals, saying, quote, we're going to do everything we can to deprive them of of that choice, and when we find them, we will put them in jail for a long, long time. Joe Biden also said he called on Congress to make gun manufacturers legally liable for crimes committed with their products, which is a runaround to basically ban all firearms because no manufacturer could stay open if they were legally liable for crimes committed with their products. This would be as this would basically be the equivalent of saying if someone gets busted drunk driving and they hit somebody and hurt somebody or kill somebody, you can sue the liquor company for which the liquor they purchase is in their body. And you could sue the tire manufacturer on the car. And you could sue the car manufacturer. And you could sue the clothing companies that he was wearing during the time. And you could sue the cell phone manufacturer the next time someone's on their phone and has a wreck, right? Because they're on their phone. And you could, sur- you could sue the service provider and hold them legally liable for crimes, quote, committed with their products. You would have a disappearance of iPhones, Samsung phones, every phone in America. If you could hold them legally liable, you wouldn't have any more wireless data plans or wireless plans in this country because they would all go out of business. They would go bankrupt, which is exactly why the president is saying we want to make gun manufacturers legally liable for crimes committed with their products because they know immediately these products would disappear. President also even answered this question. He said to himself, why gun manufacturers? Because of the power of their lobbying ability. It's got to end. End, he said. They've got to be held responsible for the things that they do that are irresponsible. In fact, in February, Biden asserted that when the Second Amendment was passed, it didn't say anything. It it didn't say anybody can own a gun. His exact quote. Apparently, his son can own the guns he wants to ban while doing drugs. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm gonna talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, Hunter Biden's gun problem isn't the only issue here. Miranda Devine, who is the author of the book, A Laptop from Hell, she's one that was banned from uh, appearing on many news channels because they didn't like what she had to say, has come out and talked about another issue here. And that is the influence peddling that now may also lead to federal charges. Now, the question is, how can you use Joe Biden's name and how can Joe Biden be involved in all of these deals and then separate him from his son if you do charge his son with actual crimes. Take a listen to what she had to say on Fox about this. Uh, there are at least two dozen uh, potential Farrah violations that are evident from the laptop, from the influence peddling that uh, both Hunter Biden and his uncle Jim Biden were doing when they were using Joe Biden's name when he was vice president to extract millions of dollars from various, uh, you know, oligarchs and uh, Chinese uh, state-owned enterprises. Um, and uh, then there is the fact that we know that from leaks from uh, certainly previously from this grand jury in Delaware that's been operating since 2018, uh, that they were looking at Farrah violations. Um, the only flip side of that is that Farrah violations really have been not very well used at all, even though the law's been in place since 1938 to prevent uh, Americans lobbying on behalf of foreign governments. Um, but it's really, in recent times, only been applied against Republicans and particularly Trump uh, world people. So, uh, and we note that although people in, in Trump world, Republicans have had search warrants executed on their homes, that has not happened right. to Hunter Biden. Right. I mean, because he basically turned it over to a, 
a laptop repair person and made it, uh, you don't have to come, come to his house for anything. He gave it, left it everywhere, including Keith Ablo's office. So a couple of things. You're looking at a Yugoslav leader wanting to get financing for to rebuild his palace. Uh, Colombia, the deal, the good friends of the family. You got China, obviously, the company that's there. You got Russia oligarchs who he's dealing with. This is almost comical how guilty he is. How guilty he is. And none of this could be done without his father's help. That is the reason why there's no way to separate these two men. It's impossible to separate these two individuals. You got at least two dozen potential fair violations are evident from the laptop. And she says, it's not just Hunter Biden, it's his uncle Joe Biden. They were influence peddling using Joe Biden's name when he was the vice president to extract millions of dollars from various Russian oligarchs, Chinese state-owned enterprises. And then there's the fact that we recently, we know recently from the grand jury in Delaware that they've been operating since 2018. They were looking at fair violations. How do you separate this dude from his dad? I would argue it's impossible. But that's exactly what they're now trying to do. This is the ball game now. Right? They're trying to say it's a simple gun charge. The same people that I just mentioned to you meet the Americans who I just introduced you to who, who, are, who are being held accountable in jail right now. But the president's son's walking around. Right? The president's saying, I'm going to come after guns. Guess what? The gun his son bought is one of the guns they're saying they want to ban right now. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll put it this way. Come on, man. Right? That's exactly what the president will say. It's not a question at this point of if he's guilty. The question is, are we going to hold him accountable for the crimes that he has committed? To me, it's not an example of how guilty, how many crimes he's committed. It's a question of, are we even going to go after him for the crimes that he has committed? Right? This is about crimes that have clearly been committed. And the President of the United States of America now realizes that maybe one of the reasons why he needs to stay in office is he's going to have to pardon his son. And if you pardon his son, then maybe you can hold him accountable, right? right? If, you, if, you, if you pardon his son, then maybe you can keep him one degree away, one step away from you. That's a possibility. Maybe you can push back a little bit and make all this go away because if you can pardon your son, the question is, was it worth it at that point? I would say the answer is clearly yes. If you can pardon the son and then you don't get held accountable for any of this, oh, we're in great shape. 32 different FARA violations, 32 different times. None of this happens without the president of the United States of America being involved. You cannot separate the two. Listen to this. I mean, because he basically turned it over to a uh, laptop repair person and made it, uh, you don't have to come, come to his house for anything. He gave it, left it everywhere, including Keith Ablo's office. So a couple of things. You're looking at a Yugoslav leader wanting to get financing for to rebuild his palace. Uh, Colombia, the deal, the good friends of the family. You got China, obviously, the company that's there. You got Russia oligarchs who he's dealing with. This is almost comical how guilty he is. He's walking around without a care in the world the Thursday in Malibu. What do you think the reason is that we haven't heard anything after four years, a four-year investigation? <laughs> Look, that might be a good thing, Brian. It could show that the uh, U.S. attorney in Delaware runs a very tight ship, unlike a lot of the other investigations we've seen into Republicans. Um, and, you know, maybe they're just trying to avoid political interference. Uh, that would be the Pollyanna view. Uh, the other view, the more cynical view, would be that they are slow walking this until after the midterms. Um, there is so much evidence on the laptop of uh, both tax evasion uh, as well as FARA violations. Uh, and, you know, it's obvious uh, that Hunter Biden lied on his gun background check. And uh, there is some suggestion that the grand jury is looking into that. Yeah. Um, but we, we, I guess we can only wait, but it has to be politically uh, sensitive at the moment with the midterms coming. 
Right. And the tie to his dad, which is logical. <laughs> it doesn't look as though, especially if you watch other channels, they're even looking there. The big guy might have uh, ducked this one again. We'll see. Uh, Miranda, thanks so much. You can hear there, she's pretty much a cynic and with good reason. If you've written this book and you know the crimes have been committed, and I've said this before, I rarely tell you guys to buy books. You need to buy this book. It's an unbelievable book, Laptop from Hell, because you can hear so much in there. And there is so much in there that needs to be talked about. There's so much in there that you need to know about. But if you're her and you're sitting there, it's a four-year investigation now into, into Hunter Biden. How is it, how, you know, and she's like, well, it's one of two things, right? It's either they're slow playing this on purpose, which I think is probably what they're doing. And the longer this saying is slow play, the better the chances are that everybody gets away with it. And then there's the other thing. Well, maybe they're just really good at not leaking. I don't believe for a second that they're really good at not leaking. Okay. I just don't. I, I, I don't believe that they're not good at leaking. I, I, you know, they're really, you know, running a tight ship. No. They're hoping they can just sit on this to the point where no one's going to have to be held accountable. Now, at the very beginning there, you heard Brian say, a lot of people believe that something's going to happen. I do, too, at this point. The question is, what is it? And it's not going to be throwing the book at the guy, right? They're not going to hold him accountable by throwing the book at him. They're going to do the complete opposite of that. They're going to go with the bare minimum. Whatever the bare minimum is, so that people can then say, okay, well, at least there was some accountability to this, or there was some accountability for this. This is why CNN the other night was talking about, well, you know, the DOJ is looking at this, but it's only two charges that they're actually looking at. They're not looking at a lot of charges. They're just looking at two charges. And why did CNN do this? Because they were floating the idea to the American people to see if there was going to be outrage. And CNN has actually done this now on a couple of occasions where they put this out there. They act like they're the first reporting it. Then they're saying, all right, let's see if we can make people happy with just two little charges. Tonight, CNN is first to report the federal investigation into Hunter Biden's business activities has reached a critical juncture. Sources say investigators are now weighing possible charges. No decision has been made and no final decision, but possible charges. Prosecutors also looking at Justice Department guidelines about the timing of politically sensitive cases close to an election. CNN senior justice correspondent Evan Perez is out front. So, Evan, let's start with how close you think we could be to a decision from the Department of Justice here. Are we days, months, weeks away? Well, the Justice Department guidelines, Aaron, say that you have to generally stay away, stay out of uh, away from a uh, from being close to an election to, to take any steps like uh, major investigative steps like serving a, a, a warrants and and bringing charges, obviously. And so you talk to former prosecutors, current uh, officials, they say generally it's about 60 days. That puts us within weeks of a, a, a crucial kind of decision making point. Now, uh, we don't know what they're going to do. We also don't know whether they might decide to wait till after the, the election. But we know that this is a discussion that's being had by prosecutors in Delaware. This is an investigation that's going back to 2018. It's run by David Weiss, who was a U.S. attorney appointed by former President Trump and was kept on to run this investigation specifically. And so those discussions are happening between those prosecutors and officials at the at Maine Justice, the headquarters of the Justice Department in Washington. They're going to have to make a decision as to whether to go forward with this. I love it, right? Well, are we going to go forward with this? Well, whether or not, but it's going to be little, right? It's going to be small. It's not going to be big. Don't be excited about an indictment of Hunter Biden if it's small. Don't be excited about an indictment that turns into a plea deal or turns into an, a pardon that doesn't connect Joe Biden, his brother, and the president. There is no way to separate the three in the Biden crime family. I keep saying this over and over again. It's so vitally important, okay? People really, 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 really need to understand this. They need to understand that this is not, okay, some sort of exciting moment where you celebrate it. It's not. This is one of those moments when you sit there and you go, are you kidding me? We're allowing this to happen. This is happening. How do we allow this to happen? How do they get away with it if he's the only one that's charged with any crimes? 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to get to another issue that involves uh, the president of the United States of America and another really important issue. It deals with the border that you need to know about. It is total chaos at the border right now. And this seems to be what Democrats plan is for the near future in case Republicans get back control of the House and the Senate and stop the flow of illegal immigrants or try to stop, I should say, the flow of illegal immigrants coming across the border. Joe Biden, we're now being told, is, is considering giving U.S. government ID cards to illegal immigrants released into the United States of America. President Biden, again, this has been leaked out this morning, is considering issuing government identification cards to border crossers and illegal aliens who are set for release into American communities as part of the, quote, Department of Homeland Security's expansive catch and release operation. They use the word catch and release, not me. Late last week, Axios reported that Biden is considering issuing the IDs to illegal aliens once they arrive at the United States-Mexico border. They claim the goal is to make securing public benefits easier for the illegal immigrants once they are released into the U.S. interior, which you'll pay for. If this isn't a move towards socialism and communism, I don't know what is. Axios said the Biden administration plans to 
tests by providing temporary ID cards to unauthorized immigrants awaiting a final decision on their cases, according to two government sources familiar with the planning. The administration is hoping to get needed congressional approval before the end of September to roll out this pilot plan before Republicans take back control of the House and the Senate, possibly. They say that is the takeover of the Republican Party. They want this to start before then because then it's very hard to undo it. They could be presented, they say, to TSA agents to allow unauthorized immigrants the ability to, quote, easily travel, easily travel by plane or to access state benefit programs saying, come on over and we'll give you money once you get into this country illegally. Now, this program, they say, would be a massive boost to the Biden administration's plan to transform the southern border into a mere checkpoint for border crossers and illegal aliens where they can be stopped, briefly detained and then released into American communities with an American ID. Now, from February of 2021 to May of 2022. Biden has released more than a million border crossers and illegal aliens into the U.S. interior. This is about twice the population of Wyoming and larger than the population of Austin, Texas. Now, this isn't the only problem that we're having at the border. Biden State Department officials uh, have also uh, decided to look the other way with, they say, large groups of individuals coming across the border. In fact, there's a new accusation against the Biden administration. Tom Homan and Matt O'Brien are now accusing the U.S. government of running the world's most sophisticated child trafficking operation. According to the United Nations... And Amnesty International, roughly 15% of Central American immigrants who seek asylum in the United States of America are children traveling without a parent or traveling without a legal guardian. The U.S. government classifies these children as unaccompanied alien children, known as UACs. They are here and they receive special protection pursuant to the Trafficking Victims Protection Reauthorization Act and other legislation. But in 2021, American shelters received a record 122,000 UACs. And unaccompanied children continue to stream towards our borders, some of them dying as they try to cross the border. Now, at first glance, extending a warm welcome to children who are allegedly fleeing persecution would seem to be a noble goal. The problem is, given our combined 60 years experience in immigration enforcement in this country, they are now saying it's very clear that the United States is not helping these kids by offering them refuge. Instead, what they're doing is they're getting these kids sold into slavery and other types of of financial distress for the families back home. They say rather than protecting the kids, what the Biden administration has actually done, he has incentivized trafficking of the children. Alien smugglers know that, by the way, and they're using it to get more parents to release their children who are now being sexually assaulted and, and raped on the way to America. Sending them to America purposefully without having parents with them. Customs and Border Protection have all come out and said at the border, this is now a humanitarian crisis. Now, what happens when you find these kids, they're turned over to the Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, which places the children in the custody of a family member who is already in the U.S. if they can find one, a non-family temporary guardian or in an HHS facility. The net result is a government operated, they say, fast lane into the interior of the United States of America. So what's happening is these human traffickers by the cartels are telling the parents, don't come with your kids because we'll get them into America faster because the U.S. government will fast lane them into the interior of the United States of America and then you can come over later. Their immigration hearings can last several years, meaning that once they get into America, they're basically going to stay. Even though the vast majority will never get relief 
from the U.S. courts and get ordered removed. Only 3% will actually leave as ordered, according to the, the Homeland Security life cycle report, meaning once you're in, you never leave. The problem only gets worse from there, by the way. Smugglers and other immigration lawbreakers know full well that the children can easily escape from HHS facilities, and they're trained to do this, as well as leaving foster homes and remain in the U.S. with little fear of being discovered. In fact, it is so easy for these, quote, kids to disappear that the U.S. government has lost approximately 20,000 of them already. Where the kids end up? Well, the U.K. Independent noted in 2021 that the HHS has a very poor record of properly vetting temporary guardians. And an alarming number of these unaccompanied minors have been forced into involuntary servitude, meaning modern-day slavery. In fact, according to a congressional report, HHS has placed alien minors with sponsors who were actually, quote, human traffickers. The traffickers forced these children to work as slave labor on egg farms in Ohio. For example, such completely malfeasance upon the part of HHS necessarily raised the question, how many kids have been released to sex traffickers who's forced them into prostitution? That is the question we should all be asking. There's also significant evidence now that many of these unaccompanied minors are far from being innocent victims. They're actually hardened members of criminal gangs. Go back to November of 2017, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement conducted an operation called Raging Bull, which resulted in the arrest of 214 MS-13 gang members. And of those gang members that we caught, one-third of those arrested entered the United States as a, quote, unaccompanied minor. Soon after, another operation conducted by ICE was Operation Matador. That resulted in the arrest of nearly 500 gang members, and 40% of those gang members, you guessed it, entered the U.S. as an unaccompanied minor or part of a family unit youth, meaning the kid may be 17, 16, 15, but they're hardened gang members, and they know what they're doing in America, and they know why they're here. We've also seen initial Department of Homeland Security documents indicating that the percentage of unaccompanied minors with gang affiliations may be significantly higher than the U.S. government is willing to tell you. In fact, the Unaccompanied Minor Program makes it so easy for criminals to enter the U.S. that over 600 individuals apprehended by Border Patrol were later determined to be adults who were posing as children because they knew if you did, you were in. Now, here's the real kicker for you. This kid migration pipeline which does far more to endanger vulnerable children than it does to protect them, is costing American taxpayers hundreds of millions of dollars in a time when we're dealing with high inflation, high poverty, high crime, and out-of-control government spending. It's costing you hundreds of millions of dollars. As of April of 2021, the latest numbers we have, the Biden administration was spending $60 million a week to shelter unaccompanied minors, $60 million of your tax dollars a week. That's a massive expenditure, especially when the Health and Human Services doesn't seem to have any reasonable idea of what children are in, who they are, what they're doing in custody, where they're being housed, or who's caring for them. But instead of auditing the program, the Biden administration just awarded its progressive cronies at the Vera Institute a $171 million contract to help unaccompanied minors avoid removal from the United States of America. This while our economy is floundering. So let's move to the economy for just a moment. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining me now to talk about this is Charles Thorngren. He is the CEO and founder of Legacy Precious Metals. Uh, Charles, I appreciate you coming on. She says this, and immediately the internet blew up because people are like, are you kidding me? This is the Treasury Secretary trying to convince the American people that this is an economy that's not in a recession. She says, quote, we're in a period of transition in which growth is slowing. Well, they early on, the White House kept saying over and over again, this is transitory, it's transitory, it's transitory. You're looking at the same data I'm looking at, including 150 economists last week who all said they believe we are headed or are in the early stages of a recession. What do you say about what, how she just described it? As, oh, no, no, we're not in a recession. We're just slowing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really great to be here with you. Um, but we have to understand something. She's trying to keep her job, okay? This is a policy that is coming from well above her. And uh, anytime they were, they use the word transitory or, or in transition, be afraid. Uh, the, that means that they are um, not in control of the situation is really what it comes down to. Okay. Um, her job numbers, so completely out of whack. We have uh, the biggest growth in the last eight months of, un, uh, of uh, uh, unemployment claims filed. This is what we see, right? Um, and you can see it with companies from Google to Apple to Ford. They're all beginning to lay off people. This is what happens. This is the this is the entire working of a bad government doing bad things. Even Facebook this last week made it clear on one of their calls that big layoffs are coming. And basically telling people, you better hunker down and make me some money or you're going to be one of those. Right. I mean, that's that's what they're saying. Yeah. You mentioned all these other places, even Starbucks closing some of their locations in high crime, high poverty areas, which if you're preparing for a recession, you would want to close some stores that are weaker or that cost you more to operate. And if they are the stores that are in high crime. Right. And that's what you're seeing. Even all the more reason to close it right now if you think a recession's coming. Am I wrong? Absolutely right. You have to bet. And this is what companies are doing. 
we're, you're seeing it. You're not hearing much about it yet, but you're beginning to see it. They're batting down the hatches. They know that we have a, a very rough next two, two and a half, three years coming. You mentioned the next two and a half, three years. That's what Wall Street seems to be signaling. I mean, it's normal now to see Wall Street react with 500 points down, 600 points down, 600 points up. We even saw two days this last week where, where the Dow was down as much as 250, and the same day it was up by 250. There are a lot of people that seem to be on Wall Street freaking out, and a lot of Americans' 401ks and retirements are getting hurt in the process. Absolutely. And, and expect more pain next week. We have the, uh, the the rate changes going on. It's going to be three quarters of a basis point. It's going to be a very massive um, increase, and it's just going to make things much tougher. To invite inflation, there's very few things that they can do. So we're going to see the interest rates go up. That affects everything, right? From every company, if you live in a world where you're not in a cash business, and you carry your business on lines of credit, that makes it that much tougher. To put in perspective, if you have a four hundred and fifty to five hundred thousand dollar house note, right? That's how much you borrowed. Even from one year ago, that same amount of money to borrow this year it would be a thousand dollars on average more than it was a year ago. That, if that doesn't cause a recession on top of what we're seeing with oil and gas prices and food costs that have skyrocketed. I mean, when you're putting $120 in your, you know, or $100 or $90 in your, in your gas tank when it was $45 a year ago or $50 a year ago, these are all things where your bills just don't get paid for many Americans. Absolutely. Coming out of a pandemic world that we were in, we had so many people not working, told to stay at home. Many of them lived on their savings then. There's nothing left there. Now, in, in a normal circumstance where you have inflation soaring like this, you're hoping it's coming at the end of a very good economic period. But like we had with the last administration, where people were able to put away money and ride the storm out a little bit. There's no riding the storm out. We've been doing that already as Americans. Well, Janet Yellen today trying to, I guess, not get fired from her job for telling the truth had this to say about our economy, telling you it's really not that bad, even though it clearly is. Well, um, look, the economy is slowing down. It Last year, it grew very rapidly at about 5.5%, and that succeeded in putting people back to work who had lost their jobs during the pandemic. The labor market is now extremely strong. Um, even just during the last three months, uh, net job gains averaged 375,000. This is not an economy that's in recession, but we're in a period of transition in which growth is slowing, and that's necessary and appropriate, and um, it, we need to be growing at a steady and sustainable pace. So there is a slowdown, and businesses can see that, and that's appropriate given that people now have jobs and we have a strong labor market. But you don't see any of the signs now. A, a, a recession is a broad-based contraction that affects many sectors of the economy. We just don't have that. Consumer spending yeah. remains solid. Um, it's continuing to grow. Um, output, industrial output, grown in uh, five of the six la uh, most recent months. Um, credit quality remains very strong. Household balance sheets are generally in good shape. But inflation is way too high. And, um, the, you know, the Fed is charged with putting in place policies that will bring inflation down. I, I love it. Everything's fine, right? Everything's fine. I mean, there's some problems, but everything else seems totally fine. I want to go back to my guest, uh, Charles Thorngren. He's the CEO and founder of Legacy Precious Metals. Uh, Charles, l let's just get back to one of the things that she just said right there. She's like, well, most households uh, and, and their balance sheets seem, seem to be good. Should the Treasury Secretary be using words like seems to be? Because that's the moment when I think to myself, things are not good. Yeah, this is not the leadership we need. We need a confidence. We need someone who's going to tell us what's actually going on so we as the American people can be prepared. They can't afford that. They can't afford that loss of control that they think they have. Um, and 
I have to believe that she's reading some old reports if she actually believes those words that came out of her mouth, because none of those scenarios are correct. We are seeing credit card problems now. As interest rates go higher, people have a harder time paying their credit card bill. That's just a fact. And we now, I mean, just from May to June, we had a 4% increase in the CPI basket. Those are the things that we buy all the time. We're buying because we need to. We need to buy food. We need to buy gas. These are the things we still need to do. So there's this um, spin that they're trying to put on this economy because we have a leadership that, one, that won't take responsibility for their faults, and two, they won't change course even though they know they need to. That's the problem. One of the other issues seems to be here, the housing market. And yes, it's still the prices are high, but there's a lot of people that are not buying or don't can't get the loan amount they wanted for their original house they thought they were going to get because the interest rates are going up. You mentioned the quarter point this week, and this is really the, the only thing the Fed seems willing to do. And the, and the White House doesn't seem to be willing to stop anything uh, when it comes to inflation. They could easily get gas prices to lower Right. I mean, they really could if they wanted to. They could easily yes. uh, not be sending our our oil from our strategic oil reserves to China uh, and to a company that Hunter Biden has a vested interest in. I mean, th- these are just some of the things uh, that they could be doing, but they're not. And, and they're not doing it. And, and the question is why? And it's because I don't think they mind that the American people are weak, to be honest with you. Uh, they don't really care. They have an agenda. Listen. The oil, we know how to fix that, right? We go back and we tell all of our drillers and all all of our uh, oil companies, they're not going to be penalized. Uh, We'll go green in the right time, in the right method, over time. We'll get greener. And we've done that as a nation. If you look at, I mean, just look at the uh, the fuel mileage on everyone's cars. Back in my day when I got a car, it got 8 to 10 miles to the gallon, and that was good. Most everyone gets almost 20 miles to the gallon now. Those steps have already been taken. We just need to follow the course on that. So if we come back and say, pipeline's open again, we made a mistake. That helps immediately with oil prices. The other thing they can do is lower the deficit. Let's balance the budget. You can't come out swinging and in your first year add $7 trillion to the deficit. Those two things right there do more to control inflation than anything the Fed is going to try to do now. It's, it's that great, simple. It's a they great, won't do it. Yeah, they won't do it. It's a great question. So here's my next question for you. We, we saw where pretty much anyone could make money in the markets uh, when Trump was in office. You could pretty much buy anything that was going to go up. We're now seeing major losses. A lot of people that were planning for retirement are not going to have to work longer. The stock market was hot. When it was hot, everybody went in, and they went all in. But now with inflation, what do people need to be looking at that maybe they haven't looked at in 10, 15, 20 years? They need to, it, normally, I would say you look at real estate and precious metals, your tangible assets. But with inflation doing what it's doing and interest rates doing what they're going to do, you know, you look at what their plan is for this year, you're going to see 3.6% on the treasury rate, Okay. When your inflation, core inflation starts there, when the, when the Fed number starts there, that makes those, those mortgage payments, you're in the sevens and eights now. You're getting to that critical number, right? So this is why I have to pull the real estate back. It's going to be your tangible assets. It's going to be your precious metals. These are the things that are there to protect you. This is very similar to 2008. And, and for those of the people that are listening and they're getting close to retirement, you probably saw what your parents went through where they wanted to retire and they couldn't because the stock market went almost in half. And this is what we're going to see yet. So this is why the precious metals make the most important decision. Uh, they're the most important decision you can make right now to give you that, that hedge to, to stop the bleeding because we know the Dow has to come down. Charles, I appreciate you coming on the show and laying all this out for us. Uh, and uh, again, we'll have you back real soon. Also, for you guys listening to the podcast, thanks for your support. Thank you for sharing this podcast, telling your family and friends. We continue to grow all because you're helping get this news out there. So if you haven't written us a five-star review, please do that, and I'll see you back here tomorrow.
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.